0: I need to read the entire setting of the scriptures because you well know most likely that chapter 17 is the story of David facing Goliath. Amen. David's father has asked him to go and to check on the battle. He's asked him to to check on his brothers, to carry nourishment and food to them, and uh, just to be a good support. Sometimes when you're in the midst of a fight, you just need some support. Just somebody to encourage you, somebody to strengthen you. And uh, I told him, to check on his brethren, find out how your brothers are faring, take their pledge. And I wonder what all that entailed. Take that pledge. Make sure they're, they're not giving up. Making sure that they're in the fight. So let's go down to verse 20. David rose up early in the morning, left the sheep with a keeper, took and went as Jesse had commanded him, he came to the trench as the host was going forth To fight and shouted for the battle he got there as they're about the tension is in the air the armies are facing one another and the Bible said David shouted for the battle and I want to preach to you for a little while tonight I'm not going to preach long, I don't think, but I want to preach about shout for the battle. Shout for the battle. I remember the first time this concept came to me. I was a pastor in Meadville, Mississippi, and I feel the Holy Ghost on me right now. Mm, mm, mm. So let's pray God helps us tonight get a little bit of revelation Jesus pray your strength pray God your touch upon us all upon this congregation this church uh, Lord I don't have the lungs right now many of those others out here suffering the same ailment that I've been suffering but God you know what's inside of us and I pray As we give you such as we have, that it would be an acceptable sacrifice unto the Lord our God. I pray in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you and you may be seated. Praise God. Nothing feels any better than a good old Pentecostal shout-down service. Where you'd lose yourself in the presence of God. And uh, it doesn't matter the pressure you walk in the service with when the joy of the Lord begins to move. And you just lose yourself in His presence. If you've never been drunk in the Holy Ghost, you ought to, you ought to try it sometime. And it's not as easy, I'm sorry to say, it's not as easy as taking the top off a bottle and, and just taking a few swigs. You've you, you've, got, you've got to get into it to, to really get lost in the Holy Ghost. You've got to give yourself an abandonment to praise and to worship. Forget about who's around you. Forget about all those things. Nothing feels as good as just getting lost in the Holy Ghost. Just a re- response when we shout like that. It's a response to that overwhelming joy. And, but it's more than that. It's a celebration of His presence. It's just celebrating the goodness of God. Sunday night services, it ought to be a celebration. It ought to be a time we just come together and just have a good time in the presence of God. I love choirs. I love music. I love singing. I love to watch people get lost in the Holy Ghost. you, you You can't know how it delights a pastor's heart When some of you get loose, and I know you've been facing situations and stuff, and suddenly you just break loose, and ah, it just makes me feel so good. Uh, I can't point to houses that I've built, I can't point to, to, to businesses that I've started, but I'll tell you what I do love. I do love to see the response in the souls of people whenever they've been changed by the power of Almighty God. But that's not the kind of shout that took place on that hillside that day. It's not the kind of shout whatsoever that took place on that hillside. David being sent by his fathers, by his father. Go check on your brothers. Go make sure everything's alright. Go tell me how it's doing. Go tell me, make sure that they're living. Make sure they're alive. Make sure they're 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 involved and and carry some food, carry all that with you to, to your brothers. But, but there was something in the heart of David. David who is not quite old enough to join the army. David who has got the responsibility of taking care of some of the family business that the others cannot do because they've got their responsibilities. And, and, uh, but yet I am convinced that David desired to be in the midst of the battle. I'm convinced that David felt like my day is coming and I can hardly wait till I get to be out there and swing the sword and destroy the enemy of God. And uh, you know how we are, We, we build up sky castles in our mind. We build up images of how things are and can be. And sometimes, uh, sometimes our mental images are so, so limited that we can't imagine just how great it is. And sometimes we build images that are a whole lot greater than it actually is. <laughs> and I think that was kind of the scenario when David walked over that hillside that day. And here are the two armies. And the Bible said they were set in array one against the other one on one hillside, another on the other hillside, the Bible calls it a trench, although it's not a trench, I don't think, like World War II or World War I, where they dug just a little foxhole where people could walk through, but, but it was a narrow uh, arena down between the two uh, mountains or hills, and down there, they're, they're facing one another. And you can feel the tension in the air. You can feel the pressure that is out there. And David walks across that hill, and oh, there's something in his spirit. There's there's just a scream that comes out in him. And I, I I'm not going to do it because I want to protect my voice and protect your eardrums. But there was just a scream. Get him, God. Get him. You can. And to the people of Israel, he's screaming out, "Take them, Let's kill him. Let's." And uh, there's just something in him that just whelms up inside. Anybody ever remember going to pep rally before a game? Now, I didn't get to go to very many games because Mom and Daddy didn't let me do that kind of stuff. But, but uh, I, I, you know, pep rallies was mandatory. And they'd get the little cheerleaders out there and they'd get all that out there. And somebody would give a good pep talk and, uh, and just kind of pump everybody up. We can do this, you know, you're 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 an awesome people and all that kind of stuff and, and uh the, these guys can't stand against you and you're 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 more than enough and cheerleaders are out there doing their little thing and everybody's screaming. Yeah. So let me let me tell you, it, it it hit me as kind of a sad thing. Because I am looking for a graphic. Because, you know, I'm, I kind of enjoy making my PowerPoint slides and giving you something visually to tag into with your mind. And, and uh, so I'm looking for a concept. And, and, of course, when it comes to shouting, there's nobody can shout any better than Pentecostals. But Google hadn't figured that out yet. I'm looking at Google images and I can't find the closest, the closest I came to a graphic that I could use searching that subject out was one that was posted by some church that said they had these people with everybody with their hands up in the air and, uh, and they, the, the title of it was why we don't shout at our church. Well, of course, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know it on by just looking at a picture. I could have used the picture and just had a good laugh to myself and say, "Well, we do at our church." But I thought how ridiculous it is. The only decent picture is somebody saying why they don't do it. Well, I can't. I can't. I can't speak for them. All I can say is they're cheating themselves because because of what happened. You can stay dignified if you want to. Do you all know where that dignified spirit in church came from? You know what, well, you know what caused that, that, that that's kind of stuff? It was the lack of PA systems. And when you get a certain crowd in there, the only way to hear the preacher is to keep everybody quiet. So everybody stayed quiet so that the one man's voice could be heard, and then somehow it got into people's minds that the way to have church is to be quiet. Well, I'm glad we're set free from that stuff. I'm glad we're not bound by that. You get too loud, I got a man back there and fix it. He just makes me louder than you. He just he just takes care of it like that, because PA systems we can fix that kind of stuff. But uh, but but church never was really meant to be a quiet place. He talked about. Uh, lift up your voice. He talked about praising with a loud, loud voice. Praise him on the loud symbols with the organs, the string instrument. It, it was something about it that when you really get into having church, it's not a quiet place. It's a place where you get involved. Pentecostal Pentecostal worship is not per, uh, is not a spectator sport. It's a participator sport. Amen. So I'm looking, for, I'm looking for pictures and I'm trying to find something. And so the closest I can get to it is at a ball game. And there's a lot of folks shouting, but I couldn't pick the pictures up there because they weren't decent, you know, and I don't want to put some picture of, of some of those guys that, that, that are nearly naked and they're out there doing weird things and About the closest I could get was a coach on the sidelines of a football game or a basketball game. And, and the coach is dressed in a decent suit. So, man, it just, uh, it hit me. You know, some of those guys dress better to go to games than some of us do to church sometimes. Anyway, and so, so the coach is there on the sideline. And he is, he is shouting to his players, he is talking to his players. They're on the floor and they're performing, they're doing their best. But he's they're not by themselves. There's somebody that is shouting some encouragement. There's somebody that's talking to him the whole time that, that, that it's going on. And, and I don't know if some of you have noticed it, but I, I try to even do it. I guess the sopranos don't get to hear me as much as the altos, but they're there while y'all singing, I'm talking to you a lot of times. And I'm telling you, give praise. You're doing a great job. I just like to I like to put out a little encouragement because all of us can use some encouragement once in a while. Somebody say amen. amen. And uh, we just we just need a little bit of that. Even the preacher in the pulpit needs it sometimes. And so but 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 I, I I was seeing all of those, and I'm thinking to myself, if the world can enter into that dynamic, how much more? ought to be that what David did that day when he stepped across that hill and he looked at that army and he began to shout some encouragement to the people of God. You, you, you don't, the reason to shout is not just the shout after it's all over with. You need to shout before the battle is ever fought. So, I toyed with the idea of taking a little vacation to New Zealand. I, I like to do some travel and hadn 't done any worldwide travel for a long, long time since Africa a couple of years ago, but kind of getting the itch, especially when some people are going to Ireland, and didn 't invite me and uh, you know, I just I just kind of getting the itch and and new, looked in New Zealand, found some flights that were cheap to New Zealand, and uh, all that kind of stuff. Even had somebody in this congregation willing to pay my way. Praise God, Hallelujah! But they ought to thank God I didn't take it up, take them up on it. But anyway, so so while I'm looking at pictures about New Zealand, they have a group of native South Pacific islanders. Now, careful now because I'm talking about Sister Lorinda's kin folks, you know. But down in New Zealand, how do I say this, pronounce this name? M-A-O-R-I. Somebody pronounce that for me. Maori. See there, I told you they were kin folks. And so the Maori culture down in New Zealand, they, um, they, they don't look physically too much like Sister Lorinda, They look more like me when it comes to some of their physical attributes. But, uh, but they have what they call a Maori war shout or war cry. It's also called a haka H-A-K-A. And they do that haka whenever they have weddings and when they have celebrations and, and uh, they, they do it at times like that when they rub noses and Things like that. Um, I'm, I'm probably not going to rub noses with you guys. But anyway. And so what they'll do is they'll get together. And, and, and you can only imagine what it would have been like coming across the ocean. And about to land on this sandy beach in the middle of the Pacific. And out from the trees comes these guys. Y'all going to help me? Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make you do it. I'll make them look like fools, but not you. Come on, guys. Come on. 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 Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Stand over there. Stand over there. All right. Come on, guys. And they get down. They get down low. Hey, get your knees bent. Get into the spirit of this thing. And they'll they'll do their feet on the ground and they'll beat their chest. They probably got it from monkeys. The the one thing I'm not going to do is they stick out their tongue, you know, and they make all these faces and they've got all these tattoos on them. I really wished I had a camera to see what they're doing. That's what I'd like. I'd like to see if they're really helping me or not. Sit down, guys, and. And 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 the, tell you what they look fierce. They're like, and I can only imagine when a, when you're paddling up to that, and a bunch of those guys sitting on the beach like say, "Come on, we've been waiting for you. We're gonna kill you." It would strike fear in your heart. It was like, oh no. But what Israel's doing is they're over there cowering. Because they've got an enemy on the other side that's been shouting at them. And nobody's been shouting some encouragement and some, some positive stuff to the people of Israel. And what David walked across and did was he walked across that hill and he saw that. And there was something that boiled up because he just believed that God was on their side. And if God before us... Who? Somebody shout it with me. Who? No, come on, shout it. Who? 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 can be against us. I'm telling you that when we get that mindset that when God is behind us, I'm not facing this by myself. I'm facing this as an army of God. I may be an army of one, but I've got God on my side and God is behind me. And I don't care what's coming in front of me because they're defying the armies of the living God. And you're not talking about me. You're talking about a divine thing. I don't need to re-preach the entire story of David and Goliath I just need to tell you that sometimes there's a need for somebody that can shout. Yes! (sighs) That just believes. Y'all want to squelch a young preacher's joy? Sit on him. I've had some, some that in this pulpit what was it, Brother O'Brien said this morning? Some of you need a good cup of coffee. I thought, take your own advice, elder. <laughs> Somebody make him a good cup of coffee. But you know, you look out there, I saw some of you tonight resting in the Lord, just resting in the Lord. The Lord said, I'm going to have to make your head as hard as an adamant stone because he said, sometimes you're going to get out there and you're going to have to be hard headed because you're going to deal with some hard headed folks. And one of the most difficult things is looking at people that look bored stiff. And you feel like I'm going to have to pull this thing into the 21st century and I'm going to pull this entire wagon into a move of God. I know I'd have the platform with me. You know what we need? We need somebody that says, I believe this church can have revival. And if it means keeping them encouraged, I'm gonna shout. Yeah! I'm going to let them know you're not fighting it alone. I believe in you. I believe you're going to do it. I believe the call of God is there. I believe that God is with us. I believe the victory is already ours. Somebody help me shout for the battle. I'll tell you how it feels sometimes. David's come back from fighting. Philistines have slipped in while David is out doing what he believed was the divine work of God. Ziglag has been devastated. Their wives, their possessions have been taken away. And people begin to blame David. Because they left those people without any support, without anybody to fight for them. And, and so, David, it's your fault because the buck stops with leadership. and It's not an easy place. It's not an easy position to have to be in. But they got to talking. We're going to kill David. Blood for blood, bud. I'm going to take him out. We're going to kill him because can't have that kind of leadership. David let us down and we're gonna destroy him. We're gonna take retribution on him for what, and David, the Bible said, had to go and encourage himself in the Lord. There's times when no one's gonna shout for you and you just gotta shout for yourself and you've got to encourage yourself in the Lord. You gotta get aside and said, you know what? God hadn't forsaken you. You hadn't fulfilled the will of God yet. It's not over. And I refuse to do that. I'm gonna get a hold of God until God gives me an answer, and then I'll know what to do. Because God's never failed you, and He's not about to start failing you. If God gave this a promise, Listen to me, Dinuba, listen to me well, because what God said years ago hasn't died yet. What God promised back then isn't over with yet. And if God said it then, it still stands true today. God is gonna do what he said he would do. All he needs is some people that believe, that believe, that believe. We're gonna see it happen. God's gonna fulfill his will. I don't care what kind of giant is standing before us, but we are going to win. We are going to win. Somebody help me shout. Shout for the battle. <laughs> Ooh! Some of you get your Bible, get your Bible, Anthony, with a loud voice, son, I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 13, chapter 13, I'm going to close, come on, sis, come on close. I can't preach long tonight, I, I've, got, I've got to preserve this voice a little bit. Y'all ready for this? Hebrews chapter 13, Brother Anthony, go down to verse 6, read for me in Verse 6 so that we may boldly say so that we may timidly say no. boldly so that we might quietly say come on saints when the Holy Ghost when God gave us the Holy Ghost he gave right. us boldness right. when God gave us the Holy Ghost he gave us dunamis power come on somebody right. I want to tell right. you apostolics it's yes. not time to cower it's time to rise up as a body so that we may boldly say, read. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper, read. And I will not fear. I will not, not fear. Fear. I come against the spirit of fear. If fear has got you paralyzed, it's not of God. I'm telling you tonight, it's not of God. If you're worried about your finances, that's not of God. If you're worried about your health, uh, it's not of God. If you're worried about what somebody's saying about you, it's not of God. I will not fear. Read. What man shall do what unto me. What man shall do unto me. I don't have to fear because the Lord. Is my helper. I may look small in the eyes of my enemy, but I am not standing here by myself. The battle belongs to the Lord. I belong to the Lord. And we will have victory. We will be victorious. You don't wait till the battle is over. Shout now shout now let the devil know you're not going to defeat me you're not going to bind me yes. I'm going to shout now Woo. glory yes. hallelujah God is fighting for us pushing back the darkness lighting up the that cannot be shaken in the name of jesus enemies defeated. and we will shout it out shout it out god is fighting for us pushing back the darkness lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken in the name of jesus enemies defeated and we will shout it out shout it out God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, fighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, enemies defeat us, and we will shout it out, shout it out.